Hi, you're listening to the Canada's History Podcast. My name is Brendan McShane. Canada has a long history of fantastic summer festivals and events, many of which have continued every year since their inception. Unfortunately, due to the necessary quarantine within the last few months, many of these long-standing festivals have had to be altered, deferred, or cancelled outright. One of these festivals is Folk on the Rocks, a music festival in Yellowknife that has been running for 40 years. Today I am speaking with Carly McFadden, the Artistic and Executive Director for Folk on the Rocks. Thanks for speaking with me today, Carly. Yeah, thanks for having me. For those who may not have attended before, how do you describe Folk on the Rocks? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it's a community festival for sure, through and through. It's been happening in Yellowknife for would have been 40 years this year. Everything takes place in the sand on the beautiful shores of Long Lake, which are just outside of Yellowknife, about five kilometers. And out there, it's kind of like a beach festival under the midnight sun. We have five stages, one for children and family programming, beer garden with a stage in it, and then three other stages, including our main stage on top of that. Also out there over the course of the weekend, you know, we have live art installations and different sorts of activities for all ages and artisan markets, face painting, lots of fun stuff going on out there. How did the festival begin? It started actually in the late 70s, yeah, inside the city of Yellowknife on a different lake called Frame Lake. And it was really just, I think, somewhere between five and seven folks in town who had been to some other folk festivals down south and wanted to get something going similar in Yellowknife. So they really started just sort of unofficially playing for each other and building it. I don't even think it was really a stage, just kind of a small space on the shores of Frame Lake. As far as I understand, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> and then a couple of years later, it grew into a slightly larger, sort of more official thing where they moved out to Long Lake. They built the first stage, the main stage. And I believe the first couple of years was just one stage and slowly sort of grew out from there. So Folk on the Rocks began in 1980? So officially, it became incorporated in 1980 as a nonprofit, but it actually started a couple years earlier on the shores of Frame Lake. So we celebrate 40 years this year, but that's sort of as it stands now as an official festival. But it really got its start a couple years earlier. What elements of the festival continue year to year? Well, of course, music and family programming. We always have the Denny drummers open and close the festival as festival takes place on Denny territory. And it's really important to us to acknowledge that and have their permission to be there year after year. We also do every year in Samba K Park, which is downtown Yellowknife. We do free programming for families and anyone else that wants to attend. And yeah, I'd say those are sort of the main things and small things without the festival change every year. <laughs> Have there been any changes in recent years that people should be aware of? I guess we've sort of started in the last few years doing a little bit more of a late night piece to the festival as well. Things used to shut down fairly early in the beer garden and at the main stage. And due to audience requests, Friday and Saturday nights are a late night party in the beer garden for those that don't get enough during the day. Over the many years of Folk on the Rocks, do you have any particular favorite memories or highlights? I mean, yeah, I can't speak, I guess, to the whole community. I've just been with the festival for five years, but every year I would say something, you know, really special and magical happens. One that stands out to me in this moment, I think because I saw a photo of it earlier today and was reminiscing a little bit, but years ago, 
Tanya Tigat came as a surprise performance. We didn't tell the audience until I think a week out and she was only there on the Friday night, but she'd also just released another song with another performer that we were having there, Weaves. And so they performed on stage together, which we actually hadn't asked them as a festival to do and the audience really didn't expect coming at all. So to watch the crowd reaction and them together, Weaves is kind of garage punk and Tanya Tigat's like a throat singer. It was a really, really sort of magical combination, kind of yeah, only only once did it happen live. So that was, yeah, something that was really cool. Are there any other artists that would be widely recognizable to Canadians that have performed at Folk on the Rocks? Yeah, we've had Buffy St. Marie in the past. Gord Downey actually performed, not as Tragically Hip, but with another project that he was working on. Bruce Coburn's been there. Tegan and Sarah have played in the past as well. City in Color, Jill Plaskett. Yeah, lots and lots of folks. How did the COVID-19 situation change the festival this year? (laughs) Well, it's not happening. So that's a first in 40 years. We did revert to some online shows throughout June, which was also a first. And we decided to focus mainly on family programming as we wanted to give a lot of our community have kids and we wanted to help them sort of entertain during the day when school and daycare and all those things weren't happening. And now this weekend, we have a series of online shows recorded from past years that Cabin Radio, which is a local radio station, is presenting. And over the last three years, they've recorded pretty much everything that's happened on the main stage, the stage that they sponsor, which we call the Cabin Radio stage, and the Beer Garden stage. So they're going to be, yeah, um, highlighting that and I think sharing some other stories and audio files that people have submitted. But I mean, it's definitely a different year. We're all really missing being out on the site and the hustle that this week normally is of getting everything ready and, you know, making sure everything's in on time and artists aren't missing their flights and and then putting it all together and getting to hold hands and dance around in a circle as, you know, the opening ceremonies begin. It's it's not the same this year at all. A 40-year history is a notable accomplishment for a music festival. But what do you see for the future of Folk on the Rocks? I mean, I think in the immediate future, our biggest concerns will be making sure that we can put a festival on next year and that it's responsible in terms of health and safety. That's definitely going to be our number one priority next year. And I assume, I mean, always, but with a high emphasis in the coming years as we sort of navigate the situation as it stands right now. And then moving forward, I think, you know, we... We're in a pretty remote location. Our plan really isn't massive growth, although we're always welcome to more people coming and joining us. But I think just, you know, finding new ways to connect to our community, whether that's through, you know, more visual arts on site or, yeah, collaborations between local artists and um, artists from other places in Canada. And yeah, just really celebrating Northern spirit and, and continuing that tradition for as long as we can. Is there anything else that you think interested in folk-loving Canadians should know about the festival? I don't know. I don't think so. I guess just be prepared to, if you want to come, have fun with us. Be prepared to for the sun not to go down. You'll have no idea what time it is. And that makes for kind of a magical experience as the day goes on. Well, despite the unprecedented setback this year, I hope Folk on the Rocks has a good run into the future. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're feeling pretty positive right now. So uh, yeah, check in next year and, and maybe you can come join us. Thanks, Carly. Listeners who are interested in Folk on the Rocks can view photos from the history of the festival on this webpage and check out folkontherocks.com. Keep an eye on both sites for new content and updates, and thanks for listening.